From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie G. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm your host, Bonnie G, here with my fabulous producer, um, Brian Mendoza. And we are really happy to welcome to the show today uh, pianist Robert Koenig, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, who's just been chosen as the new artistic director for Palm Springs International Piano Competition. Hi, Robert. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yes. Koenig. You know, I get all sorts of different pronunciations, but Koenig is great. Oh, so perfect. Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's one of my things I try not to butcher people's names if at all possible. <laughs> so this is exciting, this um, new venture for you. So, um, and I'm reading a quote here, um, Board of Directors President Joe Giarusso, um, he's talking about you, a a classical concert pianist, keyboard professor, chamber music performer, and recording artist. So you've you've got a lot of hats that you wear. So tell us about what this um, new venture means for you. Oh, well, you know, this is such an exciting, exciting time, not only for me, but I think for the organization. And it's um, it's sort of a new time of change for us. We have um, rebranded the name of the competition, of course. This was originally the uh, Virginia Waring Mm -hmm. International Piano Competition. And Virginia Waring, of course, was a huge influence and and instrumental in this whole competition. It's been going on for over 40 years. And we decided this year that we wanted to attach a name and a destination to the competition. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Palm Springs, of course, being as renowned as it is, that's the direction that we went with that. And so, you know, we um, it's an incredible group of people. I'm just so thrilled. It's, it's a group of people in the desert that really, truly, truly care about not only classical music and the future of that, but also just education and mm-hmm. our youth and our young kids and how we can get um, our entire community involved in, in all of this. Right, yeah. So I'm looking at your uh, your bio here. Born in Canada, fell in love with the piano at an early age, and after high school, he got accepted to the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia on a full scholarship. So um, when you, did, were there other, were your parents musical? Were there a lot of musical influences in the house, or were you sort of a, a unique uh, person in your family as far as uh, the music bug? Right. You know, music was a huge part of my life um, and for my whole family. I'm the youngest of seven children, if you can believe that. (laughs) And uh, grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is where I'm actually calling in from today. And um, seven children. And my my parents didn't necessarily want us to be, any of us, to be musicians. But my mother felt it was really important that all of us, every single one of us, has some kind of musical background. And Mm -hmm. so whatever that was, like it could have been singing in, in the high school choir or in the bands or in the student orchestras and in my case of course it was piano and it stuck and um, I took to it immediately and then it brought me to where I am today so so tell me um, tell us a little bit about uh, now you were also a staff pianist at Juilliard for nearly a decade that's I mean that's right that's pretty much top of the line there (laughs) 
Boy, those those were some of the the days of my life. I have to tell you, you know, I I had just graduated from the Curtis Institute in Philadelphia, and I got an opportunity to work at the Juilliard School um, as a staff pianist. Um, uh, there was an incredibly renowned violin teacher um, who is no longer with us, Dorothy Delay, and I was asked to work in her studio um, as you know the the accompanist or the collaborative pianist for her students, and that led me <clears throat> to all of these opportunities to work with with superstars like Sarah Chang and and people like that and that's how my career sort of unfolded and I, I was working as a collaborative pianist which um, for anyone that, that that doesn't know that term is an accompanist and you also I'm looking here played at Carnegie Hall and the Kennedy Center. I'm from Washington, D.C. originally, so Kennedy Center was a... Okay. Yeah, but beautiful place. When Many times I was there. I, I wanted to ask you, as far as when you first, as a child, when you learned, are you... Do, do you play by ear? Are you only... She, uh, do you read music? I mean, because no, no, they're different. I took piano for eight years, um, but all I can do is, like, sit there and pound out jingle bells if I look at the music. <laughs> my, my partner, Eric... Uh, is totally self-taught, plays by ear, and can sit and play m- music of the night. I mean, he plays professionally, has for 35 years, never had a lesson in his life. So tell me right. about your experience th- in that way. You know, that that's so interesting that you say that because um, I'm a very, what they would call a Western-trained classical musician. So I, uh, I read music. I read music right from the start. I was mm-hmm. taught to read music right from the start. Mm-hmm. But um, my my husband is, all, is also a musician, and mm-hmm. he he's more into the popular music, and he's a songwriter based in Nashville, and he does not read music. And mm-hmm. he's, it sounds like, um, it sounds like your situation with, yeah. you know, some yeah you know similar and so it's very funny because we end up at social gatherings where there's a piano often and people just automatically assume that I should be the one that should sit down and, and play, play you know yeah. popular tunes and I'm like oh no 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 though no. I do let let's let's have my husband sit down and do that he's the guy for this yeah <laughs> so <laughs> And you know it's funny we've we've had this discussion so many. Eric is also he's a he is a um, classical playing violinist though as well plays fiddle that he did take lessons for, but as far as piano he he has this theory well you know it's all about getting rid of fear if you just get rid of fear you can say, I said I could get rid of all the fear in the universe but I just don't have right. that gift where you music is in your head and you can just sit down and play a song with them I mean that's a gift I mean some people have it and right. some people absolutely. don't absolutely yeah yeah, and I and it you know it's similar for for people that are jazz musicians and, mm-hmm. and are able to they have that gift of improvising. Right, and, um, it's a whole a whole separate uh, talent and a whole separate field. Um, Absolutely, in many ways. So Absolutely. I have great respect for people that are able to do that. Yeah. So tell us about what's other than changing the name. What do you have any new <laughs> new um, changes that will be happening in the in near future with the competition? Well, I think, you know, what what we're most excited about is, um, you know, our mission is, of course, to support young artists mm-hmm. and to, to present this international piano competition. I mean, we really do attract people from all over the world that, that, 
that are interested in this competition. Um, and then um, I think our organization is we want to be able to present really high, excellent artistic um, uh, concerts and events mm-hmm. for our, our public and our community that will not only support and um, give this to our community, but will help us in in our in our support for the competition. We're um, we're currently running every two years, so mm-hmm. the next cycle of the competition will be in uh, spring of uh, 2025, mm-hmm. and um, it, that's uh, we're in our planning stages for that now. And that will be our junior <clears throat> junior and intermediate division. So these are the kids that are from the age of 12 through 17. It's mm-hmm. just fantastic see all this young talent and then we'll um we'll do the cycle again the two years later with the collegiate level which will be the 18 through 30 so now how do people how do do you put out a notice for auditions or how do you find how do the the, the entrants end up in the competition mm-hmm. how do you find them I think that, you know, after 40 years of the competition, it's built up quite a following already. And um, people, at least here in the U.S., certainly certainly knew about the Virginia Waring competition. Right. And um, the reason it came onto my radar was because um, when we did our last competition, they actually asked me to be one of the judges. Mm-hmm. And so I was here judging, and I, I remember leaving uh, Palm Springs after the competition just thinking to myself, whoa, there's something really special going on here in the desert. And um, so it, it's got a reputation already. And now with the rebrand, we're hoping to bring that to the next level so that it's, um, it's on people's consciousness and, and the people will know who we are. Now, when somebody wins, is there an ultimate, like, one winner in each age group category? And what do, what do they win? The um, each of the you know we have the junior and the intermediate and then uh, the following cycle would be the senior and there's a, a significant cash prize that comes mm-hmm. with this. There are uh, three top winners, uh, first, second, and third prize. And with the with the overall winner, the first prize, this also includes um, many concert engagements. And mm-hmm. this is the really crucial and important thing for these young artists. Right. You know, the <clears throat> the cash prize, of course, is wonderful, but what they're looking for is exposure and right. opportunities to to start getting out there in the world and mm-hmm. to slowly building their careers. Mm-hmm. So. Excellent. And by the way, the website is www.psipc.org. And I want to just talk for a minute about, I know this is something that so many people are concerned about, is that the lack and the cutting in many places of music education in schools and, and how sad that is and how important it really is. And people sometimes forget it's not just about... Um, sitting and playing the piano or becoming a you know concert pianist but it's their their connections their connections with math reading music and math and it, it they have done study after study that exposure to music and music education for little kids is helpful in many areas of their life down the road right and um you know this this is like one of the, the biggest priorities that I I feel I want to bring to the to the competition is is the educational component because like you said so many programs are being cut mm-hmm. and it's it's the first thing to always go and so I feel like it's our responsibility as <clears throat> classical musicians and mentors to be the ones that are 
are being active and getting into the schools and right. bringing this to our youth. And it's, um, it, it's, it's a thrill and a pleasure to see what happens to these young kids when they, mm-hmm. when they have this. They just want more and more and more. And like you said, the studies have shown that this improves everything else in, in your um, scholastic studies and, yep. and just, uh, you know, with math and reading and English and all of this. So it's the number one priority for me. Yeah. Well, Robert Koenig, uh, new artistic director for the Palm Springs International Piano Competition. So exciting. Congratulations to you. Welcome to Palm Springs. And we're looking forward to the big event in 2025. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm looking forward to being a part of this incredibly vibrant community. Wonderful. All right. Thank you, Robert. And to the rest of you, we will see you the next time on The Desert Scene.